This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, October 13th. This is episode 354. My name is Dan Ellis, and I'm joined by two awesome co-hosts, Mr. Ryan Duffy. Oh, thank you. You're so welcome. And Mr. Taylor Grin. Everything makes me mad, Dan. All of it. <laughs> All of it. It's maddening. It's mad madness day. What what is making you angry today? So many fucking things. Dan. Well, let's let's hear about them. <laughs> Do you want it in alphabetical or chronological? I'm here. Um, let's go. If you could put it. Alphabetical sounds harder than chronological. Yeah, it does. I would, it I would does. be impressed. I, yeah. It's like it's like how the Quran is arranged by like the shortest sutras or whatever they're called to the longest ones. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't I aware that that was right here. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Ra or Aaron Ra, however he likes to pronounce it, he's a cool dude. We should have him on sometime. Yeah, like uh, has been yeah. doing a reading of the Quran, mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, "This shit is awful." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't think I've cracked mine open many times. I can't do it, man. I tried when I when I was in Air Force basic training. I went to one uh, weekend of the Muslim services before we were able to get the humanist services up and going. I was going to like random other stuff, mm. and uh, man, I thought I was going to get like a three forty one pulled when I was there. <laughs> like I, Damn, it was everything I could is. do not to fucking just scream argue with the imam there. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't aware that the surahs are arranged from the That's shortest the word, to longest. Surah. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like, I don't know if it's at the level of surahs or if it's at books, but like there is an element of the like Quran that is literally from like shortest to longest. Hmm. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Hmm. That sounds a lot like the Mormon milk before meat kind of thing. Like. Got to mm-hmm. get them hooked on the short and sweet stuff, and then we'll we'll di- we'll take a deeper dive later. We need to bar- bother like, um, uh, oh gosh, why well, can't I think of his name? Is it Furkanoff who does uh, the the Bible stuff? Um, oh no, Bryce Blankenangle, um, or uh, or David Fitzgerald as to whether or not the books in the Book of Mormon go from shortest to the longest. Because I feel like oh. First Nephi is a lot shorter than like fucking esther or whatever towards the back mm-hmm. ether yeah yeah that one mm-hmm. one of the three women in the bible slash book of mormon yeah sure <laughs> well, <laughs> well so so what is what has gotten you angry today uh okay so if i may mm-hmm. um i i need to go on a bit of a rant okay um, i've been talking with a lot of folks about political strategy lately mm-hmm. um in certain internet forums, which won't be named here because I don't want to cause drama. Um, <laughs> but we need to have a talk like progressives. We need to have a fucking talk. Um, 
Got to have a little fireside chat. We we, we got to have like, I'm going to pull up my chair, turn it around backwards, you know, sit down on it. Go all <laughs> Captain America on you real quick. Like we, we need to have a discussion. So you found yourself in an argument with people on the Internet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, democracy, right? Being in the Democratic Republic means arguing about ideas. And we're going to argue about ideas. And one of the ideas that we're going to argue about is an individual's responsibility to act And if a person gets into fucking politics, um, they are giving up their private life. You mean like if if somebody somebody, decides to become a politician? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if somebody deliberately decides to become a public figure, Uh like from a very legal standpoint, they're giving up a considerable amount of their uh, privacy, right? Mm -hmm. Even up to and including like libel, right? Once you're considered a public figure, most libel cases against you just like won't get off. Right. Because you're no longer assumed to be a private citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a big difference. Right. And, and in the arguments that I've been having that have been predominantly about retrospective takes on whether or not people in politics made the right call. Uh, one in particular I've been seeing a lot has been with like Ruth Bader Ginsburg and whether or not she should have quit the Supreme Court before Obama was out of office so mm-hmm. that he could have appointed another liberal judge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the subsequent argument of um, whether or not Breyer, Justice Breyer, should uh, quit the court, knowing now <laughs> what we know in regards to how Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying yeah, while Trump the, was president. With the benefit of yeah, with the benefit of hindsight, what should we do in this right. situation? Fucking retire. That's what you got to do. Yeah. And, and like one can make the argument that RBG was making the decision to go along with the tradition of the court, which is to die in your seat and let somebody replace you because the position is nominally for life. Right. Mm -hmm. But knowing now what we know then or what we should have known then is that Breyer, who's like what fucking 87, 84, something like that needs to get the fuck out of the goddamn chair. Mm -hmm. And and in the arguments that I've been having lately, people have been using the language of whether or not it's appropriate to victim blame when describing RBG and Breyer. And I want to be very, very consistent here um, because I have criticized certain very leftist podcasts like, uh, you know, unfucking the Republic or behind the bastards. I'll name those two by name because I've already gotten into Twitter fights with both of them. Um, <laughs> You're just you making know, people happy everywhere you go. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm just on a fucking war path right now. Um, no. So, so one of the things that really frustrated me and I respect the ever loving shit out of Robert Evans with regards to his analysis of previous events. But I think that his takes on contemporary politics tend to be a little bit wanting. And I think that that comes from his anarchist position that he doesn't really see incrementalism as a valid means to like creating progress. And he would rather see something more revolutionary. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't want to engage in terribly much armchair psychology on him, but that just appears to be his political theorem is that like it's better for big things to happen all at once than for incremental change to happen, right? And that influences his view of politics today. Yeah, well, and I think a lot of that stems from his prior views where he was more of a libertarian, Mm -hmm. libertarian righty, and now he's more of a libertarian lefty. (laughs) Yes, and and like there's there's one of our, our listeners in particular who I'll probably get a Facebook message from sometime in the next week who will be like, hey man, like libertarian leftists are a thing. And like, I get it. Yes, they are. Um, 
but like Rojava fell, right? Like libertarian leftist societies tend to get paved over by like right-leaning autocracies mm-hmm. very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not tenable in the 21st century with like the way that mechanized infantry work. Yeah. Um, so we've, we've gotten very far afield. Um, I have <laughs> criticized, you know, like Robert Evans um, for the way that he criticized RBG after she died in her position and left her seat to get taken by um, fucking Amy Barrett, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Changing the rules again. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so my perspective is this, right? Like, I don't think it's appropriate for um, Robert Evans to criticize RBG for not quitting her seat, right? Because she couldn't, nobody, nobody on the left was operating under the assumption that Trump would win in 2016. Mm. And given uh, uh, Republican obstruction already in the Senate in 2015-2016 preventing Merrick Garland from being seated it made no sense for RBG to quit her position ahead of the 2016 election right that's a bad calculus to make and she made the right decision given her circumstances right um yeah wait so, I, so the argument is that because Republicans weren't budging on anything that that she should have stayed. I, so I'm saying, it, it, who who was who was the guy who died in in 2015? Well, what was his name? What was that? Was it Scalia who yeah, died? Yeah. yeah. So Scalia died, uh-huh. and uh, uh, Obama attempted to appoint Merrick Garland, yep. and the Senate just didn't have hearings, right? And so mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that anybody who argues that RBG ought to have quit the court in the lead up to the 2016 election because she was old, right, is wrong because she was operating on the good calculus that the Republicans aren't already letting Obama fill one seat. Why would oh, they let okay. him fill two? Okay. Yeah, I got sense? you. Yeah, I got you. They, right? would have, they would have blocked every attempt just like they will yes. do right now. Yeah. Yep. And now we know in retrospect that given that we have a 50 plus one, like, quote fingers majority in the Senate, right, that it absolutely fucking makes sense for now geriatric Breyer to quit his seat because he saw what happened when RBG like could have, but didn't. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it makes strategic sense. If Breyer is concerned about progressivism on the court for him to resign and he has not. Right. So I am not going to blame RBG, but I will blame Breyer. Mm-hmm. And this is all like what this all trails back to in terms of my angry rants is that people are using the language of of the like blame the victim mentality with regards to these decisions that are being made. And an argument I had online when I said that Breyer knows better, I had an individual come back at me and say, well, it's Republicans who are the villains, not Democrats. When you tell Breyer that he should step down and he should know better because Republicans are going to act in bad faith, you are that person talking to me. And I'm going to quote exactly sound an awful lot like saying your short, your skirt is awfully short there. What? How do you make that connection? Right. And and so the, the ultimate rhetorical point that's attempting to be made here is that 
by me saying that Breyer is making a bad decision in light of the information available to him, that I'm blaming the victim because it's Republicans operating in bad faith. Yeah. So if someone's going to be blamed, it's got to be the Republicans getting blamed for their bad behavior, not Democrats getting blamed for their bad strategy. Mm. So here is where I'm making my argumentation, right? Um, and, and here's the argument I made, and there may be a very small segment of our audience who actually knows where I've made this argument elsewhere. Ooh, they got to follow you on the socials of the media. I, I, I'm not even going to point to it because I really don't want to create internecine fights, right? Um, a woman walking home has an expectation of safety. If somebody hurts her on her way home, that is that person's fault, not the woman's fault, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. A soldier on the battlefield has an expectation of danger. Right. Mm -hmm. And if they get hurt on the battlefield, the fault is a combination of the person who shot at them and the soldier for not having his head on a swivel. Mm -hmm. Right. Our our politics right now is a battlefield. Right. And, and Ryan, I hear your hmm, right well, it's, yeah, background yeah. is in military intelligence. Right. Yeah. I have been involved in operations where we have provided overwatch to people driving down routes. And our job was to say, hey, I think that might be an IED drive a different route, right? And here's two things that happen, right? If an IED goes off and it kills a bunch of troops, one, of course, it's the fault of whatever terrorist group dropped the IED, okay? Absolutely, out of the way. But if I told the officer in charge of that platoon that, hey, there's an IED on that road, and the officer says, yeah, well, fuck you, we're going to drive down the road anyway, mm -hmm. that's not that officer. That officer is getting court-martialed for not adhering to the intelligence that he had ahead of time when he drove down that road and the deaths of those soldiers or injuries of those soldiers is on his fucking head. If he didn't pay attention to good intelligence that was clearly communicated to him or her ahead of time. Right. Mm. And the point that I'm making is that when you get into politics, um, your relationship with risk assessment changes from something similar to like a person walking home in the dark to a soldier walking on a battlefield. You know what you're getting into. You are exposing yourself to opposition research. Um, the choices that you make affect the lives of other people. You have staff that you can depend on to make strategic decisions for you, or at least provide you intelligence uh, for the decisions that you make. And every decision that you make is in light of the fact of knowing that you've got an oppositional force actively working to undermine your goals. So when you fail to exercise good strategy, that's on you. That's not on the opposition. The opposition is doing what the opposition does best, opposing you. And your job is to do what you do best, which is countering their opposition and trying to advance your position. And I'm really tired of seeing people like, frankly, undermine the movements that society has made to eliminate victim blaming by attributing victim blaming behavior where it does not apply. Mm -hmm. It is yeah. not, um, it is apples and oranges to try and say that it's the same thing of, of blaming justice Breyer for not stepping down as a woman who gets assaulted on her way home to call that the same sort of victim blaming. Mm -hmm. And you're undermining the advancements that have been made towards uh, uh, moving society away from blaming victims in legitimate harm cases by making that comparison. Mm -hmm. You're not making the argument you think you are. You're undermining your own cause. Mm -hmm. That's oh, my rant. Sure. Yeah. 
It kind of reminds me of uh, like the stuff going on with critical race theory, where the opposition is making it sound like, well, you're just making us all sound like we're horrible people. You're making us look bad. And it's like, no, we're talking about history. Yeah. But you're making our kids feel like they did something wrong. It's like, well, they did <laughs> like, like, yeah. well, unless your kids actually, well, my, my thing is like your kids didn't take part in these actions. They should feel no guilt about it. Mm-hmm. If they let it continue to happen, yeah. then feel guilt. Well, that's if we're just talking a, about like, stuff that happened in history. That was horrible. They shouldn't feel guilty about what white people did in the past. Yeah, well, they should only feel guilty if they let it continue. Yeah, they're just projecting their mm-hmm. own insecurities onto their children. It's what they're doing yeah. with masks and vaccines and everything else on the right that is the the moral panic du jour. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's they're just projecting their own feelings of inadequacy and insecurity onto their fucking children. Like and, they, and you they, guys are absolutely right about the right, but I want to be very clear here that like I'm not steering the, into into like uh, Sam Harris territory, but it is not good strategy for us as progressives to be more interested in fighting each other over who is to blame when we're trying to make strategy assessments, when instead we should be focused on how do we fucking win? Mm -hmm. Like we can fight each other about language after we've secured the Senate, after we've counter gerrymandering after we've passed the voting rights act but for us to be jumping down each other's throats now when we're like still on the verge of a fascist takeover texas's redistricting maps will continue to maintain a strong republican majority Mm -hmm. in the state even though trump only won the state by six percent like texas is purple but texas's house representation is solidly blue because of gerrymandering we need to be focusing on that shit and then we can purge ourselves into uh, internally right they're solidly red you mean yeah 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 um when when um when the republican party merged behind trump right for the the two to four years after that happened moderate republicans got kicked out right liz cheney is basically out of the gop yeah Yeah. people who don't support trump are out of the gop but they did that after they fucking won the presidency right after they secured their power and and they're continuing to secure their power within the gop that's when it's okay to purity test like people internally but right now we're biting off our noses to spite our faces Sorry, when, uh, when, when Trump did that, it, it reminded me very much of when uh, Saddam Hussein took over and mm-hmm. he had he was given the speech in front of all the, the people, not like the people, but all the people in power in parliament there. Mm-hmm. And people were standing up being like, oh, no, I, I love you. I love you because they knew they had opposed him previously and they know he knows. And they were getting taken out back and getting shot because like, no, you already opposed me. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. out. You're done. Get the fuck out. We're we're taking so, care of this. Yeah. And like like and I don't want to sound as though I'm I'm insufficiently progressive. Like I have changed in the past um and I will continue to change in the future and like I am always interested in being like correct as opposed to being right. You know, in the sense that like if somebody comes to me and says, "Hey man, your your ideas are out of date." Like, "Fantastic. I'm now going to change my ideas so that I'm not out of date." But in terms of strategy, yeah, we really need to be concerned about like preventing fascism in the country as to quibbling over like whether or not we're ascribing the right level of blame to politicians making decisions and instead make our politicians make good decisions. That's my point. Mm-hmm. Send send your angry 
uh, uh, feedback to my Twitter handle <laughs> at Taylor M. Grin, not the shows. <laughs> well, no, you get into it as a strategic instead of an emotional. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm not trying to say like facts, not feelings because it's bullshit. Feelings are important. Right. Um, but make sure that you're making the right comparison for things. That's, mm-hmm. that's my argument. Well, so, I I'm have... sorry for taking our entire fucking A block for that rant. No, um, I really am. Cause I know you're going through a lot, Dan, and I'm sure you want to talk about it. Oh no. Um, no, yeah. don't, yeah, don't, but, don't feel bad for that at all. I have some questions that I want to run by you guys politics wise, uh, when we get back from this little break. Sure. Hopefully I know the answer. <laughs> Hi, this is Christine Stenquist with Truce, together for responsible use in cannabis education. If you're interested in medical cannabis in Utah, follow us on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Truce Utah. If you're interested in donating to our awesome nonprofit, go to truceutah.org. And thank you so much for listening to the Godless Revolution podcast. Ugh. Please, pity the fool who gives me a bunch of jibber-jabber about romance. My religious girlfriend just dumped me in for a simple little misunderstanding. I mean, if someone was always asking you to embrace the Holy Trinity, what would you think they meant? Job thought it meant a three-way. What? I thought that's what all you guys lived for. What about you? You game? Well, maybe she just wasn't for you. Which one? I I really wasn't paying attention. The real problem is, she keeps saying that God is going to show me a sign. The... Something of my ways. Wisdom. It's probably wisdom. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. All right, so before we took a break, I mentioned that I have some some questions that I wanted to talk through with you guys and, and see what your opinion is about things. So... In the news lately, it's been, it's, it's been made clear that the orange dingus is planning to run again, right? He hasn't, he hasn't made an official announcement, but he keeps hinting at it. Oh, everybody's going to be so happy. You're going to, you're going to love it. It's going to be amazing. And maybe if I do run, you know, maybe it'll be that we're, that we're making America great again. Greater againer. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to make America great again, again, because we already (laughs) made it great before, and now we're going to have to make it great again, again. So my my initial thought about this is that I fucking hope he runs. I hope he runs, and I hope he's as big a fucking moron and turd as he's ever been. I hope he's worse while he's running, and that that, in and of itself drives so many fucking people to the polls that the Republicans lose fucking everywhere. I, I, I agree a with very that. strong response to this statement, Dan. Okay. I, 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 I agree with that statement. Cause I do think, I don't know. I think the opposition vote came out last time. Look at the, the number of voters that showed up. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can point to, cause we've got a data set of two. I can point to the equal and opposite data point that says, I remember you guys saying this five years ago mm. and then he won. Right. I remember you guys. I remember being in on the debates between yes. Trump and Hillary and us saying, wow, this is great. The Republicans are running this fucking moron. Hillary's going to win by a landslide because we can't possibly expect this fucking moron to win. But and it's going to work in our favor that this fucking moron is running. And then all of us were shitting ourselves November, you know, 4th, 
but look at the voter turnout. Well, and and but like we have now, like you mentioned with RBG, we have the benefit of this knowledge, this this mm-hmm. hindsight that we can look at and say, right, but oh have, no, we, we underestimated this before. Of, of new gerrymandering, we have the detriment of new um, radical right wing efforts to Voters prevent pressure. people from going to the polls. We have this new movement, right? Go out, go out, listeners, and listen to um, New York Times the Daily. For like their last several episodes have kind of covered this vaguely. Um, Republicans are running for and winning local election official positions, right? I think Rachel Maddow talked about this on their show last night as well. Because Republicans are deliberately vote. filling election official positions at the local and state level with pro-Trump supporters. And mm-hmm. if you don't think that they're not going to use those positions to and democracy, you're wrong, right? We, we've got, um, what's this motherfucker's name? I, I made a note because I need to talk to Andrew but Seidel about this sometime. On, on, this on motherfucker, that note, though, no matter Eastman. who it is, no matter, if, yeah. no matter what Republican it is, if they're fighting to stop it, mm-hmm. I mean, like they're going to do that anyway. And, and I mean, anyways. whether he right, runs well, or not, like, like this is all happening anyway, right? And he's mm-hmm. going to run. Like, we, we know yeah. that's going to be a thing. Yeah, 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 but what I'm saying is, is that like, like I don't think that another Republican right now has the charismatic clout that Trump does mm-hmm. to pull off a of January 6th. Because mark my words, right? And Dan, like I, I can speak to my failure in the past, right? Because both you and Matt reached out to me before January 6th and was like, "Is this going to be a big deal?" And I said, "Yeah, don't worry about it. It's not going to be a big deal. Nothing's going to happen, right?" And I was wrong, right? In in light of that, I've tried to do a lot more research. Um, this lawyer, his last name is Eastman, wrote a like battle strategy basically for using a delay in the vote, uh, in counting the votes on January 6th to lead the, um, vice president to say that the electors were not, uh, uh, did not reach the sufficient amount to send it to the house to get the house to vote in their state delegacies which um, the Republicans have a 26 to 24 majority to try and put Trump in office despite him not having won the Electoral College, right? Mm-hmm. I'm saying that if Trump wins, uh, uh, sorry, if Trump runs again, they're going to attempt that strategy again. And I strongly suspect that we will end up having an election concluding in Trump being elected by minority and that that will be the last major presidential election that we have. Well, I'm saying... We can see that that's like he's going to run like it's it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah. Right. And I'm just saying it's not going to be a good thing. Right. Like I I know that no, the, the tone good. you're putting off is that, yeah, let him run, like let it drive turnout. And I'm saying I don't think we should be excited about as excited about this as you're portraying. I'm that's not, my argument. I'm not excited that he's going no. to run necessarily. I'm excited at the prospect of the fact that he is going to run and looking at not only his presidency, but January 6th and all of the shenanigans that have happened since then will further drive voter turnout so that like the, you know, Biden won by what? Seven, seven something million votes. Right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Clinton won by 3 million something votes. Biden won by seven Mm -hmm. something million votes, but for both candidates, voter turnout was huge. It was the, I mean, even though Trump lost by more than 7 million votes, it was still a record turnout for his losing amount of votes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying that I'm hoping that if he runs anybody who's tied to him 
all of the Republicans, it's going to drive so much, uh, uh, so much higher voter turnout than we even saw in, in 2020 that they'll fucking lose everywhere. That that's my hope. Yeah. I, I really hope that that's the case. I think that we'll know more in the midterms. Midterms are traditionally really bad for the incumbents. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm really concerned that the Democrats are going to get fucking steamrolled in these midterms. I, I honestly don't see these midterms going any different than normal. Yeah. It, I mean, especially because they're not fucking getting anything done. No. <laughs> they're, mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're trying. There's, they're talking a good game. They're trying to pass legislation that will be very helpful for a lot of people but Mm -hmm. they're not talking about what is in the legislation and how it will help people nearly as much as they're just talking about the bottom line figure because of fucking mansion and cinema or pointing out the fact that this the the original three trillion dollar bill wasn't spent in one year it was over 10 fucking years Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like we spend like over 500 billion dollars a year on our military yeah what yeah. they, what I, I think what they should be doing is saying, yeah, it's three and a half billion dollars, but that's over 10 years, but let's set that aside and let's talk about what's in the bill. Like yeah. the, the focus on just the number is asinine. It's stupid mm. because it doesn't fucking matter what the number is. Republicans are going to fucking complain about it. And like yeah. one of the big things that if they could get it done, which I think rural, rural America, which traditionally votes Republicans should focus on is being like your roads are paid for by local taxes but you don't get a whole lot of money to fix your roads so you're driving your tractors down them that's it's causing more damage to your farm equipment but this bill mm-hmm. is going to give money to fix rural roadways so that way you'll have a better road to drive your vehicles down less damage to your farming equipment less maintenance that you have to do we're trying to fix the roads in your fucking community but you're fucking saying no i don't want to spend the money Mm-hmm. But you're spending the money anyways on broken fucking equipment because you have pothole filled fucking roads. Well, and it's interesting. I was talking to Tracy the other night and she was she was talking about, you know, Danica's pregnant. We're going to be grandparents. Yeah. We're looking forward to to that happening in December. And the baby shower is coming up. And so we're looking at things to get for the baby shower and other things that they wanted that they want or need. And. Of course, we want to just throw all kinds of money at everything, like buy everything because we're doing fairly well for ourselves and, and know that she's right. struggling. And, and, um, you know, I grew up really poor. Tracy didn't grow up nearly as poor as I was, but you know, they weren't yeah. wealthy by any means. And then Tracy was a single mother trying to raise a daughter here in Utah and she was on WIC and, and, uh, financial assistance just to help raise her daughter and back when Danica was little um her her grandparents wanted to help pay to put Danica into like the challenger schools and and you know maybe private schooling and stuff like that and Tracy just couldn't swing it because she had to work full time and couldn't couldn't arrange her schedule and come up with any funding necessary to actually get that done you know the grandparents were all for helping out but they lived in fucking park city or midway and right. that's way too far to be able to take danica to and from school and watch her after school while tracy's still at work all that kind of shit so tracy had to just put her in in public school and then tracy didn't have funding to get um to do like pre-k stuff for danica she didn't have uh money to get tutors or anything if she was struggling 
with anything. She couldn't get all of the, all of her medical needs taken care of because she didn't have the money for it. And a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that is in the legislation is going to provide for people like that. It's going to provide universal pre-K for people. It's going to just give people money that need, that need money for things. It's going to increase so many, so many things that will benefit people at the lower, on the lower rungs of the financial ladder that will in turn just create a better, more educated, more healthy society that will benefit fucking everybody. And Republicans are so short sighted on all of this. It's like they, they, they feel like they don't want to help anybody, anybody because they didn't get that help. And so why should anybody else get it? Well, and that's so fucking short sighted and selfish. And, and from the bottom, Republicans absolutely feel that way from the top Republicans say, well, we don't want people to be healthy. And we don't want people to have childcare because then we know that they'll be forced to work and compete against each other for the minimum wage possible mm-hmm. just so that they can get by. Mm-hmm. And we want them to be stupid and uneducated. So when we tell them that it's the damn Mexicans who are taking their jobs, that they'll believe us and vote for us mm-hmm. and blame the outsiders instead of us for the problems that we created for them. Mm-hmm. Well, they've been telling them for years that your tax dollars should not go to help you out. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Um, uh, uh, give tax breaks to the rich and that will trickle down, trickle down. Uh, And the, the thought of, Oh, my tax dollars are going to be basically returned back to me and social benefits are helping me out in some way, whether it be free healthcare or better roads, better internet, better schools, access to other things. No, that's socialism. That's communism. No, that's kind of where our our tax dollars yeah. should be spent. That's, that's society. It's, like, it's my money that I'm giving to you to help mm-hmm. improve the life I have. Yeah. Not yeah. to pay the military or pay you or pay a billionaire to get a tax break. Mm-hmm. To repeat the phrase, like, we live in a society. Like, that, that, is, that is the whole point. Like, the only reason why we don't live in little communes at the local level is because our tax dollars can do more together than what they do separately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, I cannot emphasize enough. Republicans are like Republican leadership is smart enough to know that they oh, don't yeah. care. It's they not that they don't surf. realize this. It's that they, they want to socialize the costs of infrastructure and they want to privatize the profits that they get yeah. from their business that relies on that infrastructure. I mean, even, even Trump said that right off the bat, he wanted to privatize Everything privatize, you know, the federal service, privatize construction, privatize everything, get rid of, get rid of government contracts. Pretty much. It's like deregulate everything more. If, if you're feeling froggy, Dan, I've got a fantastic clip for the segment of the show, Mm -hmm. which is when, um, Ron Swanson in parks Ah, and rec is like, Oh, I think that all parks should be privatized. Want to enjoy a tree, insert a quarter, sit on a park bench, pay a quarter. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. pretty much yeah turn every fucking highway into yeah. a toll road so not only did you pay to build it you got to pay fucking to fucking hate drive toll roads it. man yeah that's yeah. that's one of those things that gets me irrationally old man angry is when i have to drive down a goddamn <laughs> road that my tax dollars paid for and i still have to pay somebody else for them yeah yeah well, like here in utah where they want to institute a mileage tax the more you drive the more you pay okay actually i'm gonna argue with you against that well, um, I just hate the fact that I have to drive 200 miles round trip for work. So I have to pay even more to go to work now. Right. No, I understand. But it's, it's a progressive tax in the sense that like 
the more that you're driving on that road, the more damage your vehicle is doing to it. And, so and like, that's actually what those based. Uh, also, yes. Yeah. Pers- yes. That should be included in the matrix, but that's the, the basis on the yellow vest protests in France was the same thing. They instituted a mileage based uh, gas tax, which absolutely. Right. Um, at, at the end of the day, the amount that you contribute to driving on a road ought to be accounted for in your road well, taxes. I think here, I think especially here in Utah, the reason why they're doing it is because so many more people are going with electric cars or mm-hmm. more energy efficient cars. Like, well, we're not getting as much money from selling gas anymore. So we got to right. get it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and the problem with that is that for far too long, we've so there's a shell game going on. Right. Because the government gives a handout to petroleum companies to keep gas prices low. But then they turn around and charge the consumer taxes when they purchase the gas to go around and pay for uh, transport costs, mm-hmm. right? In terms of repairing the roads and whatnot. Where instead, they should just either not subsidize the gas companies or not subsidize the gas companies and charge them for the cost of the road. That being said, we are going to find ourselves at some point in the future where gas taxes will not be a reliable source of income for maintaining roads. And at that point, the thing that makes sense is to charge based on usage because what other metric are you going to do? You know, usage and weight and do like a surcharge for businesses, right? That use those roads for like transporting goods. We should be allowed to vote on road construction then because like right here, they've been working on the road by me for the last fucking three years to add Mm -hmm. an additional carpool, to add a carpool lane a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've been working that same stretch of road, the same ten miles for three years. Oh, I believe you, and 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 I'm with you, right? Like major decisions like that should be at the local level, um, or at least at the like county or state level that you should have some input, and that input process should be more transparent. Did yeah. we lose Dan, or is he just very very still? He's just very still. Dan's <laughs> okay. very still. Right I'm just now. listening, man. <laughs> yeah, because like, honestly, on the other it, hand. If, if the state's areas. hiring, yeah, if the state's hiring a private company, they're getting more money for it. Of course, mm-hmm. they're going to spend it and keep raising it because they're like, oh, oh yeah. it's costing more and more. It's like, right. no, no, fuck you're that doing noise. work. Turn it into a, a new new deal and and put people to work. You know, building the roads, right? Like, get, well, I mean, get that's people where jobs. If there is federal assistance saying, hey, we got roads that are dilapidated, we got bridges that need to be fixed, mm-hmm. kind of like the New Deal, kind of what Biden's trying to do right now. Right. Why I totally fucking agree with saying no. We need some assistance with this. Don't. Mm-hmm. rape the fucking citizens of tax dollars. Right. Well, and public works paying. projects are a proven demonstrable good way to get people like more money and to infuse economies with more mm-hmm. spending. Like they're and get more people earning a paycheck, paying yeah. taxes, fuck mansion and cinema. Like I'm with you. Right. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the equibling over like, like mileage taxes is, is smaller than, Hey, Let's build new roads. Let's build new bridges. Let's install broadband and every goddamn square inch of this country. If there's a zip code, it should have broadband. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking fiber. I want what Dan has. Yeah. <laughs> right. Me and Dan live 40 miles apart and I, I, my internet is like fucking archaic to his. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have, I have some more questions how all of this relates to religion. And we'll talk okay. about that when we get back from this little break. This is Shalise Blythe with the Satanic Temple and the National Director of the After School Satan Club. For more information on how you can start a club in your area, visit afterschoolsatan.com. You are listening to The Godless Revolution. Yes, we did it. We're getting rid of the Ten Commandments. You know, the, the granite ones in front of the courthouse. You know, all it took was the threat of a lawsuit. 
You're involved with those protesters now? When did that happen? Oh, who can remember? What are you going to do with them? Oh, I don't know. Give them to a school. You know, can we let another family bring down the Ten Commandments? This family's already done more than its share. Oh, now you love the Ten Commandments. And yet you're the one who so conveniently forgot. Thou shalt protect thy father and honor no one above him unless it beeth me, thy sweet lord. I'm not sure that one made it down the mountain, Joe. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! All right, so we've talked about um, stuff that has made Taylor angry <laughs> with with the Supreme all Court. All day long. We've talked about how Republicans are fucking all of our institutions and trying to install Trump lackeys. We've talked about how Trump is going to run again. It's just a matter of time. You know, it's just a matter of when he actually makes his announcement because he's already fucking raising a ton of money. He's oh, yeah. basically yeah. He, he never stopped. Yeah. Trump Delenda est. Yep. We're there. Yeah. I mean, he's sending out emails requesting money. Help us stop these, these illegal shenanigans that are going on based on the big lie that he's been telling forever. So we know he's going to run. We know that he's gotten a lot of evangelical backing for his runs. We know that people are overlooking everything that they should have learned from their religious teachings, all of the good stuff and have aligned themselves with this monster because they think it's a means to an end that Mm -hmm. they can get this guy to stop abortion, that they can get him to, to stop giving money to welfare Queens and just give it to these good, good Americans. We can stop teaching critical race theory that will teach our children that they need to make changes and that their parents and grandparents were racists and didn't give a fuck about black people. Yeah. Listeners, if you show me a picture on Twitter of you having tattooed the Sark quote on your ribs, I will send you a t-shirt and a bag of coffee. <laughs> it's not worth the pain. I've got rib tattoos. They Dude, fucking shut up, hurt. Ryan. They fucking Ryan, make hurt. A gimmick here. <laughs> I didn't know you had rib tattoos, Ryan. What have you got on your ribs? Oh, yeah. I got a big scroll that goes from my nipples down to my stomach. Uh-huh. And what what is it? Uh, it's uh, It says uh, it's it's for my grandfather. Oh, well, that's very oh, nice. That's actually really sweet. So it's actually in really a, like a different joke. language, so you can't read it. <laughs> okay. Mm. So, but we know all of this, all of this stuff is, is, is coming down the pipe. All of this is going to happen. So what do we do about it? And, and in talking with Tracy about, about all of this the other day, you know, one of the things that we talked about for quite some time is that the thing that helps drive all of this along and has held everybody back for so fucking long is religion because religious leaders understand that if people are fed, if they're clothed, if they have housing available, if they're content and comforted, they don't need to, to pine for the help from some celestial sky daddy to come and make things right for them. Right there. They don't Mm -hmm. have to pray that, they're going to have money to go and see the doctor. If they have universal health care, that's going to be taken care of for them. They won't need to pray that they're, that they're going to have money to feed their children. They won't have to take two and three jobs working, Mm -hmm. you know, 15, 20, maybe 30 hours at each of those where their employer won't give them enough hours to qualify 
to have to provide benefits for them. So they have to go and get more jobs, which leaves them away from home. It makes their lives so much more difficult. It makes it difficult to get their children educated, to give them any kind of upward mobility. And this is all in the name of people maintaining the power that they have. And that's not just people who are wealthy and hold positions of political power. We see it with religions specifically and religions know that in order to keep advancing their cause of keeping asses in the pews and tithe money coming into them, they can align themselves with a party who is going to work their asses off to make sure that people know that God should come first, everything else should come later, and that they need to respect what what the people in power are telling them to do. So if we can yeah. keep them uneducated, if we can keep them poor, if we can keep them needing to work for 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 wages that can't cover all of their needs mm-hmm. that they have to that they're going to have to go to church because they're going to have to supplicate themselves before this ultimate judge who may bestow upon them some some bit of good fortune in the future and so they've aligned themselves with this party who is working to do all of that and it, it just through my conversation with Tracy it was like, okay, well, all of these problems that we see wealth inequality, uh, you know, all of these fights over socialized medicine, uh, critical race theory, not being taught in schools and parents freaking out about it. Anti-vaccine, anti-mask stuff. This all ties back to religion. Do you know very many people or even any people who are anti-mask or anti-vax who aren't also some form of raving lunatic religion person. I only know one, but he is a raving libertarian lunatic. Yeah. So that's a religion. In an, that's, it's kind <laughs> yeah. of funny, right? That's like the religion of Ayn Rand. Yeah, yeah. Like, libertarians <laughs> always say, Oh, well, you know, atheists who atheists who aren't libertarians they're just status they just worship the government instead okay you know what okay so i know two (laughs) one of them i know from my time in the military service and the other one is because i still haven't unsubscribed from dave silverman's twitter feed Uh, oh good god is it dave silverman (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) mostly because i hate myself Oh man, that's that's last week we talked about names that we haven't heard in a while and that we're better for. That's that's another one for me. <laughs> Every once in a while I just comment on his tweets with the meme of him going, eh, like the what the <laughs> fuck thing from, from Fox News, but at himself. Mm-hmm. And it brings me deep, deep joy to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's I don't know. It, it's It's just, it was made clear to me through this discussion that I had with Tracy that underpinning all of this and supporting it is religion and, and it keeps people stupid. It keeps people complacent. It keeps people in their place for those Mm -hmm. in power. And, and so if I may, Dan, yes. Um, and, and I asked a question of Andrew um, Seidel a couple of weeks back. And it was a question I legitimately had, right? Like sometimes when you're interviewing people, you're asking a question because you kind of know the answer, but you need the expert to say the answer. It's a leading question because you you know what the answer is going to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you ask a question because they're an expert and you don't know the fucking answer and Mm -hmm. you want the expert to tell you what (laughs) the answer is. Right. Mm -hmm. And I have had this question for so God damn long. And Andrew finally answered it for me. And so 
Dan, mm. I think that the answer to the question seated within what you're saying is because you're saying religion is the cause of this attitudinal shift that has happened amongst the right that is is causing people to feel like they need religion to function as their sort of uh, social scaffold, right? Mm-hmm. And how do we convince these people that that's not the only way and that there's a better way and a more empathetic way, a more humanist way to go about living our lives, right? And I'm going to give you the Andrew Seidel answer, right? He, he, he said two things, right? Here's, here's the two things we talk to people about. First of all, is don't let it slide, mm-hmm. right? He said, counter the disinformation where you hear it and say something when you hear a conservative or a religious person um, making what you know is a spurious argument, right? And so if they say, well, government never works for us, you say, um, motherfucker, internet, right? Mm-hmm. GPS, ballpoint pens, safe right? food, microwaves, <laughs> safe water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, safe water, FDA regulations on foods, right? Alcohol doesn't car. make you go blind. Sewage yeah, systems. Yeah. Yes. Right. And and his second point is be an open, proud, non-believer. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are in a life position that is relatively stable, if you're a contributing member of your community, if you're a good person, I really hope you are if you're listening to this show. If not, <laughs> do better. Um, you know, be an open, proud, non-believer, right? Provide an example to religious people that atheists you know, atheist per se, not humanist, not secular, not skeptic, not free thinker, atheist, right? Say, hey, I'm an atheist and look at how my life is, right? You can be a good person without God, um, to quote Ron Reagan, right? And then, and then I will add a third thing to that, right? Which may be to ask a question of that person if you're confident that, you know, this is a leading question, right? Um, are you better off now than you were five years ago? Because I have the sneaking suspicion that after Donald Trump's tax cuts for the rich and tax increases for the poor, yeah, and after COVID, and after all of that other bullshit, I don't think the average Trump supporter can say that their life is better now than it was five years ago. You know, I remember a headline where this Trump supporting woman said, he's not hurting the people he's supposed to be. Mm. Right? It wasn't her point that people shouldn't be hurting. She wanted people to hurt and she felt like she was hurting when other people ought to be instead. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we need to channel that energy and say, Hey man, like, are you doing better now than you were before Trump's presidency? Cause I bet you're not. Right. Well, and that, I mean, that really shines, shines a light on the fact that Democrats really need to step up and fucking deliver for people. They were voted into power on a wave of sure. A lot of it was let's get this fucking maniac out of office and let's fix this and and take down some of the people that have been propping up and supporting him. But also, Hey, the Democrats are actually a party of ideas. They have a platform. They have some policies in line. They're trying to tell us what they want to get done in order to help all of us. And now it is just stalled. And instead of talking about the things that will benefit people, they're concentrating more and more on just the bottom line number, which is fucking stupid. So Mm -hmm. don't concentrate on the number, concentrate on what is in the bills, what is actually going to help people, and then get some shit fucking done. Get it passed. I I am terrified that, you know, we're already almost a year through the Biden presidency 
And there have been some great things. There, there were some COVID relief measures that were very, very helpful for a bunch of people. That's also disrupted a lot of industries and a lot of systems that we have in place. Mm-hmm. We need to still, we, we can't let our foot up off the gas. We have to go full throttle and get some shit passed and get help into the hands of people that actually need the help and that will see a benefit to having this government that is doing something for them instead of just doing things against people that they don't like. And, and, and here's, here's something I'm going to say. All right. And, and I'm inebriated, so I probably shouldn't say this, but (laughs) I will cash this fucking check that my mouth is about to fucking sign. Right. (laughs) Ooh, I'm ready Um, for money. You listener, right? No, you, you right there sitting at your desk, riding your bike, driving to work, you listener, I want you to look up whether or not there are open local positions on your election board, right? Or for voter registration, anything involved in the voting process, right? Even if it's just a poll watcher position, look and see if there's a fucking dog catcher position available, right? Librarian. I don't care, right? If there is a local position that is currently unopposed, where a conservative is running for that position or it's empty. I want you to run for that position. And I will tell you right now that if you run for that position, I'm going to do two things for you, right? One, I'm going to use my 10 years of experience to write a fantastic 500 word profile for you, for your campaign. You probably have to declare it as a contribution. I'm going to talk to a lawyer about the legal shit with that, but I will write you a fucking profile And I will buy you your choice of a book that's $50 or less on Amazon. Run for fucking office at your local level. Do one of the bullshit positions that you only have to do work for once a month or once a year. But run for fucking office. We need to show up. Because right now, people in the three percenters and the fucking Oath Keepers and the fucking Proud Boys are running for election positions in fucking counties right now. Mm -hmm. And like, if you aren't doing that, you could be doing more, right? If there are positions, when you look at your ballot and there's no one running against the incumbent Republican in that position, that's on you, right? A lot of these positions are show up and have a fucking heartbeat. Like, I'm, I'm sorry for getting <laughs> mad at you, but like run for this position. The only reason why I haven't run for one of these positions is because I'm probably going to move out of my state before the end of next year. Wherever I go, I'm going to start running for local positions and you should too. Sorry for my soapbox. Do it. I'll write you a profile and I'll buy you a book. I think that would what be about a beer. <laughs> no, I'd rather buy him a book. Beer a book you drink beer? once, a book you have forever. Well, if it's a book about making beer, then they right. can make it. It's like teaching beer. them how to fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we've had this discussion. It's, I have a lot to think about on this still. Uh, it's, but it's good. I like having these kinds of discussions, but we have run out of time for this episode. So we will have I mean, to bid. We've only been sitting here for what, three hours? We'll have to bid no. everybody adieu for now. But before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because they help keep the show going. Yes. That would be two skeptical chaps. Alan Firth. Don't be a Richard. Hunter Grin. John McCullough. Ollie Olson. Sinead Duffy. Steve Kuno. Stephen Andrus. Tiffany Hudson. Vanessa. All hail Peanut Buttra. 
Corey Ebert, <laughs> Jeff Peterson, <laughs> Jeremy Goodson, <laughs> Matthew Sanders, Megan Mitchell, the guy that asks questions before he finishes the show. Alex Jones, Gay Frog Brigade, Utah Outcasts, Wesley Aaron, Freethinker215, Janet Uter, Purple Dragon, Sarah Segovia, Savita Kuna, Ted Sellen, Tim Jacobson, Trisha Weir, A Noble Spirit Embiggens the Smallest Man, A Perfectly Cromulent Statement. Ryan Mayfield. Holy shit. We went to college together. Thank you so much, dude. That's a new Patreon patron. Thank you very much, Ryan. And we greatly appreciate your patronage for sure. And James, we love you too. (laughs) We absolutely do. Thank you all very, very much for being our Patreon patrons. If you are averse to giving us money through Patreon, if you would prefer to not use their services, you can send us money through PayPal at our email address of godlessrevolution at gmail.com. If you would like to use Patreon, you can do so very easily by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution, where you can contribute as little as $1 per episode, and you get all kinds of fun stuff. In our most recent episode, we had a clip from the cutting room floor and an extended set of outtakes that were that were kind of fun. I... I there. Yeah, it was, it was, me, it, it, it was you. Me. It was me. <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet. So uh, I don't know how much of a dumbass I sounded like yet. Uh, well, and I, uh, it's, I probably, it's probably the part where I kept going. I fucking can't talk this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but I, I got the show out a bit late because there's been family stuff that we'll, we'll talk about that some other time. Maybe I got a funeral to go to Friday and a viewing to go to tomorrow. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's all. That's all a thing that I'll be doing. Yeah. Yay. But in the meantime, I need to uh, get some dinner and then do some more work. So thanks everybody. Um, oh, yeah. going bye bye now. Bye. V- vote, motherfuckers. Good. Good night. <laughs> vote. <laughs> <laughs>